All right, welcome in, hockey fans in the desert southwest around the United States, Canada, anywhere in the world that you might be tuning in to our live Podbean broadcast every Tuesday night. It's College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. And my co-host, as always, from that beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. Paul, uh, did it hit the 90s today, or where are we at temperature-wise out there in Long Island? Uh... I believe it hit the high 70s, 75, uh, maybe a little higher than it. The high was supposed to be almost 80, 78, <laughs> 79. I'll take it. Yeah, I would too at this point in state. It's, 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 it's weird because when I got up this morning to walk the dog, it was 45 degrees. <laughs> oh, the chill of fall is set in on the yeah. first day of fall, right? Yep, something like that, and uh, <laughs> and then um, by the time uh, I don't know, by ten thirty, eleven o'clock, it was just fine. Yeah. It was nice and warm and toasty, and just a little warm there. No, not really. No, no I mean this morning. This morning, well, this I mean. morning, yeah, yeah, this morning, yeah. yeah. So it, it just passed, and it moved on, and things moved on. Well, we're here to talk college hockey, NCAA college hockey. Uh, the announcement I made last week was that we were expanding our coverage area to be a true, what I call a true Southwest. And a lot of people will say Denver is not Southwest, but in the it's hockey world. not the world, desert either, but you won't stop saying that. <laughs> I'm working on that. I'm working no, on that. No, you're not. No, you're not. Don't, no. Don't lie. Uh, we are in the Southwest. How's that? I got one right. Um, well, you know, hey, yeah, well, definitely so here on Long Island. Here, here's my theory on that, Paul, is when you look at the NCAA college hockey map, um, uh, yeah, it's hard to argue with me that, that we're not in the Southwest with Arizona State, Air Force, Colorado College, and Denver because they are the farthest west and the furthest southwest uh, of anywhere in the country. Correct? Uh, well, the question is, I'm not <laughs> questioning the southwest part. Oh, you're not? Okay. No. No, I'm not talking. I'm not um, not arguing that point at all. It's that whole desert thing you keep shoving. Right. Uh, that, well, I, ex you know. I explained that to you before. We had to, uh, had to use the word desert in the corporate part of it. That was required because of the... Uh, logistics of I, I, I get previous that. Southwest. So, so yeah. yeah. And, and the desert part that I've thrown in is we, we were in the desert. We were in the high desert for, for a while until we added these new teams. We had Las Vegas and, uh, um, Phoenix and Tucson, right. which would be desert cities. So where, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'll be wanting to tune in tomorrow because we have the two captains from your, uh, University of Arizona Wildcat uh, club hockey team, ACHA uh, hockey I, team. I, I don't even what is <laughs> what is that school? I do not know of this. Uh, so we know the rivalry. We know how it goes. Um, tonight, though, we're here to talk. Like I said, college hockey, and and one of the things, Paul, that 
I'm trying to anticipate, right? I'm trying to look ahead and see what uh, might be coming down the pike down the road. And one of the things that I think is coming down the road, and this is my opinion, so don't don't shoot the messenger here. This is just somebody speaking his opinion. Um, oh, oh, that's boring. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, we're going to shoot anyway. Uh, yeah. I can tell you what we're going to shoot at you, but <laughs> we're going to shoot anyway just for kicks. Okay, so here's where we're headed. Okay, I believe that Arizona State University at some point in time is now going to become a member of the NCHC uh, officially somewhere in the next, you know, two to five years. Let's put it that way. Uh, okay. I think everything. You sure you don't is, want? You sure you 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 want to get that specific? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't want to get too specific on anything anymore. Um, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that. Uh, all signs point that way, yes. and and maybe the pandemic maybe. Uh, pushed it a little sooner than uh, a lot of people expected because uh, what we know, Paul, now is that all the NCAA teams, I believe, are back on the ice skating and practicing and going through their restricted amount of hours that coaches can spend with the players um, right. via NCAA, but but still and by no the way, and by the way, by the way, yeah. let's yeah. I, let's let's clarify. Um, and if somebody out there, you know, says that I'm wrong, that's okay too because I've been wrong lots of times. Um, <laughs> Me too. That that restricted time would still be in existence, pandemic yes. or not, because they don't yes. really allow full full coaching time on the ice until they're just about ready to start playing games. Yeah. It's usually so, right around October 1st, you know, right. So. Uh, well, and, and I understand about that, but I just want to make it clear to folks that even though we know there's going to be a delay to the start of the season and most people seem to be pretty optimistic that there will be some sort of season. So, for now, the limited amount of ice time the coaches are allowed to have on the ice with the players uh, would be there anyway. It's just nice to see the various videos that we've seen of teams actually coming out on the ice uh, and being out on the ice and seeing some pictures. And, um, I don't want to say normalcy because nothing is normal right now, but um, it still gives you some cause for optimism. Is that a good way to put it? Yeah, absolutely. And and the reason I I agree with you 100% is that we've seen college football come back, right? I mean, when when the Pac-12 and the Big Ten initially stepped up and said, we won't have a football season until spring, um, I was a bit worried. Uh, but when right. the SEC and the other uh, schools out in the East decided that, no, uh, that's not how it's going to work. We're going to go ahead and play our games and and, and then guess what? They they won out essentially because everybody now is coming back towards yeah. the fall football season. So when that happens, fall ish, yeah, fall ish. And when we look at hockey, I mean, hockey wouldn't normally be playing games anyway until the first weekend in a, of October. And and then we look at the success of the NHL. Uh, obviously, they're in a bubble, but still, there's a a little bit of a a feel for the guys staying healthy within their teams at least. Um, right. So, I mean, uh, th there's a lot of optimism, like you say, for things coming forward. But I think what we don't know yet is 
Um, we don't know a schedule, first of all. And secondly, can we, say, we can we say cautious optimism? Yeah, yeah, I like that. I, I like I, cautious. I, 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 I think that's a better phrase to use considering, um, like you said, we don't have a schedule. Some teams have posted 2021 rosters and some teams have not. Yeah. Um, uh, almost nobody has posted. I don't think anybody's posted a schedule. No, so, I, not that not that I've seen. You know, initially right. there was that, that NCHC broad schedule or conference schedule that came Ish. out. Uh, that went away. Um, right. So I think what we're looking at, though, is, you know, ASU being an independent, and this is what what leads me right back to my original statement about them going NCHC, is I think right now, because of the pandemic, a lot of the schools are looking at a at least majority of just conference-type games um, because of the pandemic and because of the control they have within their conference. That leaves somebody like ASU theoretically out, but we right. also know that Coach Powers has said from the start that that he's been assured that independents like themselves and LIU right. Uh, right. and others would would not be left in the cold. So if they're not going to be left in the cold, then that means to me anyway that they would have to kind of be adopted at least for the season right. um, by a conference to get some games, right? Right. And uh, so, if that's the case, Paul, uh, your our our friend Cap, yes, who is up in uh, Waterton and yep. covering Clarkson and St. Lawrence and uh, and those uh, ECAC schools that uh, seem like they're close to me, but really aren't. I can probably <laughs> get to Pittsburgh before I can get to to Buffalo. Right. Um, uh, you know, he and I were having a discussion on Twitter the other day that, uh, you know, LIU has got it easy. They can drive to a lot and bus to a lot of teams. ASU doesn't. Well, yeah, I, we, we understand that. But, um, you know, if, if no one's being left out in the cold, that means they have to be somewhere. Those trips to the NCHC teams is, are certainly shorter than the WCHA teams. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, and, and Hockey East and everywhere else. But um, so, so anyway, my point being is uh, when, when we made the decision to expand to cover the Southwest and include Denver Air Force Colorado College, to me it made sense because we will probably be seeing uh, in the very near future a home-and-home home with Denver, a home-and-home home with Colorado College, and then probably a home or away series with Air Force for the foreseeable future, just because logistically they're they're in the right spots, right? I mean, that's kind of well. Of a- yeah, I mean, there's 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 no question that um, it would be an odd ASU season. And when I say odd ASU season, I'm talking about under semi-normal conditions that nothing counts this year. Uh, that would not see. ASU playing some combination of those teams every year just because. Right. Uh, yes. You know, uh, um, uh, this is, you know, this has nothing to do with the take the conference stuff out of it. But I mean, it's what is it, an, an hour and a half flight from Phoenix to Denver? Yeah. Tops. Um, maybe if you're flying and bussing to Air Force. What's that? Another hour on a bus? 
Yeah, Tops. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I'd have to sit there and look at the geography of it. Well, here's and, the deal, Paul. When you, you just the, drove to, and you just came back from Colorado exactly. College. That's, so That's what I was going to tell you. When you're 45 minutes uh, away from Denver International down at, uh, at Colorado Springs, that gets you, as you come into Colorado Springs, you make a right, and you're at the Air Force Academy. You drive about another three, four miles and make a left. You're at Colorado College. So okay. they are a very tight proximity, um, which makes, you know, which makes sense um, in a coverage standpoint as well. So anyway, that, that kind of is why I wanted to lay the groundwork as to why uh, those three teams seem to make sense in our coverage. Uh, it's nice to cover just Arizona State, but but I think, and, and I mentioned to you this in a text message before we started, I said, I want to kind of dig in a little bit tonight into how these three teams and Arizona State can help foster a Western growth of hockey because that's what we're here for, right? Um, right. I, I started this because I wanted to see growth in hockey, and my goodness, I've seen it at the ACH level. I've seen it in the girls and the women's level. I've seen it in Vegas. Um, so now, in, in my estimation, it's time to start seeing it in the NCAA level, um, and I know that's a bigger process. I know all of that, but but – Let's kind of dig in tonight into, uh, first of all, we'll talk about the schools, and then we'll talk about um, what they each bring and, and why it would be beneficial for teams to maybe jump in. And I'm saying a UNLV at some point or a Utah or a uh, UCLA or USC or, you know, uh, somebody come on board well, uh, here's, to bolster the West. Well, here's a weird question then, and if I mean, if there's an answer other than the obvious answers. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know this for a fact, but the two largest schools, as far as I know, in in terms of uh, student population, I'm pretty sure that Colorado and Colorado State dwarf the other three schools in terms of enrollment, and it just always I it was always an odd thing to me that neither one of those schools had a team. When you yeah. had three other, when you have three other schools in the state that have teams, it's funny you bring that up because last night Zach and I were having this conversation when we did professional hockey Southwest Weekly, and he said, "I know Minnesota is a state of hockey, and I know all the teams that are in Minnesota." But he said, "When I started trying to put the graphics on the state of Colorado, uh, I couldn't find enough room for all the hockey in the state of Colorado." And he brought that exact point up is he, he was surprised that there would be, um, you know, no Colorado, no Colorado State. And who knows? One of them maybe, anyway. Yeah. Well, maybe one of them will actually make the jump at some point in time. We don't know. Um, but but the thing that we what I wanted to dig into was just the inclusion of them and how important they are to hockey in the West. And and our friend Jess Myers, when we had him on the show about a month and a half, two months ago, initially said that he was very fearful and a lot of people were very fearful that uh, this pandemic was going to have a negative effect on hockey teams in the NCAA. And we've gone over this every single show, I think, since March, that uh, not only did we not lose Just about anyone. Teams, yeah, well, we gained some teams, right? LIU, yeah. we kept Huntsville. Alaska Anchorage is still fighting to stay alive. Right. I mean, I don't know how that's going to work. but um, So we didn't have a mass exodus of teams because of it. I think a lot of them... Uh, took the approach that we have to ride it out, like a lot of people are doing in their lives right now, just trying to ride out the pandemic until this is over with. Um, right. 
So anyway, um, let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's start going with the schools. I want to start with the Air Force, then we'll go to Colorado College, then we'll go up to Denver, and then we'll finish with ASU, and we'll talk a little bit about what they have, what they've been, and what the future looks like. We'll be right back in about three minutes. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. We find your product with M-Drive. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit ease. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. All right, we're back. Another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, I said we're going to start with the Air Force, and I don't okay. think we can we can start with the Air Force Academy without going right to the head coach. Well, uh, that's yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's 
Frank Serratori is the uh, the dean of the four schools that we now have in our NCAA coverage area, entering his 24th season at the Air Force with a 407, a 368, 92 record. Um, he's found a home, to say the least. He loves it there. Uh, I've spoken to him a few times. Um, we hope to have him on the like. show. Yeah, yeah. Well, we <laughs> hope to have him uh, on the show uh, very, very shortly. But um, when you talk about Frank Serratori and, and you realize, first of all, he, what a great quote he is uh, to the media. They love him. Everybody loves him. Um, he's also an excellent coach, and he was a pretty solid goaltender in his day as well. So uh, if you wonder where some of his uh, craziness, if I can use that term politely, comes from, um, he was a goalie ball. We all well, know about ask, goalies, right? Ask any goalie, and they'll, they'll tell you uh, – uh, well, maybe they won't tell you because maybe they've been hitting the head with too many pucks. But uh, you, you, I, you want to talk about? I mean, the only thing I can think of that comes close is being a catcher in baseball. I mean, right. the, the beatings that those guys take over a, a season, even a college goalie, when you, you know you're only playing thirty-four to forty games in a season, and even schools that don't rotate their goalies you, you, you're still going to play uh, a limited amount of games but you ask any goalie whatever the time their season's done they are done oh yeah uh, oh just, yeah oh smokes and and games are the easy part i think practices are the worst part yeah yeah i probably agree but, with you on that but yeah i mean air force frank territory is air force hockey um and Air Force is kind of the school that when you started seeing upsets in the NCAA tournament, uh, they, it was kind of them that was leading the way in those upsets in terms of uh, four, one, fours beating ones or threatening ones or, you know, to, to be in that that sort of position where, you know, you start – I don't – I guess at this point you'd start texting your friends, hey, this game is is, is coming down to the wire. This team – you know, this team has got 13 wins on the season. They got hot at the end of the season to win their conference, and now they're playing the top seed in the country, and, and they're, they're taking them to the wire, turning this game on. You know, Air Force was kind of that team that started bringing that sort of uh, NCAA tournament drama that people have been in love with with the basketball tournament for years and years. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, and, you know, it started, by the way, against the Gophers in, <laughs> in, in Air Force's first trip to the NCAA, you know, ever conference championship and, and trip to the tournament. And and I remember, you know, watching, I mean, I, yeah, listen, if you're going to ask me details, uh, I, I can't tell you, but, but I definitely remember watching some of that game, uh, especially in the third period when, when air force was in the lead and that had nothing to do with my feelings about or not feelings about Minnesota at the time. So, um, <laughs> You know, so when you think, you know, Air Force has its place in in the history of 
of of the pantheon of college hockey. Uh, they are kind of the oddball in terms that they play in Atlantic hockey, but they don't have the same travel and financial considerations <laughs> in terms right. of 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 that kind of stuff that that everybody else has. Uh, and they like being in the same conference as Army. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe one day uh, there'll be a third service academy in. Uh, mm-hmm. I like you know, it. But we've I been like hearing it. that rumor for a thousand years too. Yes, um, we have. Yeah, um, but uh, he's got his work cut out from a bit this year. There, of of the four teams we're going to talk about today, they they have them and and Colorado College have very very young teams. Yes, a lot of freshmen, a lot of sophomores, and. Here's what you know about Air Force, no matter what happens. And this is not an insult to other teams. But when you talk about a team playing from opening bell to the closing bell, that's what you're going to get when you play a service academy. And, you know, that's what you notice immediately about any service academy team in any sport. And like I said, Air Force is no different. Uh, very young team. And, you know, the the coach has got his work cut out for him this year. Yeah, without a doubt. And, you know, that's one of the things. And, and keep this in mind also, folks that are listening out there, if you don't know about Frank Serratore and the Air Force Academy, he's only the fourth coach they've had in the history of that program. And and one of the things that, uh, that he said, it's a quote in his uh, bio, is that when he came to the Air Force Academy, everybody asked him what he was going to do to make them competitive. And he said, we are going to be, as you just mentioned, the hardest working team in hockey, in college hockey. And we have to be. And that's what he builds his his roster on. If you ever look at a Frank Serratore roster, and I know you have, Paul, uh, there's a lot of players from the Null uh, that he brings in. Uh, He has a very fond affection for the North American Hockey League. His twin sons, I believe, both played in the Null, and uh, he okay. also nothing wrong with that. No, well, he coached he coached some some in the USHL and had a lot of success early right. on in his coaching career. But, but I think he finds uh, talent, and I can kind of attest to this because when I was in North Dakota back in two thousand five six era, um, just for a couple of years, uh, Frank and I had gotten fairly close because his sons played at Bismarck in the North right. American Hockey League, and he wanted me to keep an eye on them because <laughs> he was in Colorado College. So I would get a text probably once a week from from Frank asking me how his boys were doing. Um, so uh, when I go back to that route, I, I tell you that I think he looks at players, top players in the Null, because they're hungrier. I think that they're harder workers. They they haven't achieved the USHL level yet. We had a guy on on Sunday with us, Paul, that uh, went that route, right? Had a lot of success in Aberdeen, and, and I'm talking about Joey Strada, and, and then moved up to the USHL and found it to be a little more difficult and now is uh, trying his hand at professional hockey in uh, Sweden. But well, so anyway. To, let's not let's, forget, too, Yeah, uh, they have a slightly different uh, – academic requirement <laughs> do they <laughs> than most right not you know than, than, than almost all of the other schools and this includes you know i mean we're talking ivy league schools too so uh, 
they have the academic requirement, and they also have the physical requirement. I mean, above and beyond hockey, you have yes. to pass certain physical fitness tests in order just to be eligible to play at the air, you know, to, to, to be a student, to be a cadet at the Air Force Academy. So th- th- those play a factor, too. Yeah, without a doubt. Okay, so we got a little uh, feel for Air Force. We kind of know uh, what they're at. That's that's yeah. what By the past way, this is. is. Yeah, this is this is what I like to do, especially the first time that I look at a roster because I'm weird like this. Um, <laughs> two players from California. They have uh, they have a player from South Carolina uh, in Parker Brown, who's a freshman this year. Uh, he's from South Carolina. I, I don't know if he's from a military family or not, um, but uh, they say, you know, the roster says he's from South Carolina, which is awesome. Uh, yeah. They have another freshman this year. I don't know how this guy ended up at Air Force. He's a freshman uh, defenseman by the name of Luke Robinson. Played in Dubuque. How did he end up in Yeah. How the, it, 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 he – he got off the airplane at the wrong stop, apparently. Uh, because, clearly, uh, you know. Uh, and, and we know where he was supposed to go, right? Well, yeah. Aren't they all supposed to go there? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. A I'm just asking. You know, I just, I'm just asking. Uh, and uh, and he's from Nashville, so uh, like I said, I, okay. I like to look at things like that because you know I'm weird like that, and it is what yeah. it is. Yeah, I hear you. And we'll just move, like I said, across uh, Colorado Springs, uh, just across, or is that I-25, I guess, that runs I, I don't know there. if you've been there. I haven't. <laughs> I'm trying to remember all these things, Paul, uh, just uh, off the top of my head. But uh, across to Colorado College, which I've been there a number of times years ago. Uh, this summer I was there uh, twice. And while I went through there each time, uh, what amazes me about Colorado College, Paul, is it's in the heart of Colorado Springs in a residential area, for for lack of a better term. Uh, there's old uh, university dorms and, and halls and, and things like that. And then you look on a street corner, uh, just a common street corner, it looked like to me, and here is this massive 7,000-whatever-seat building going up to play Colorado College hockey right in the middle of their campus. And if you want to talk about the excitement of college hockey, that right there to me is it. That, that, that's the epitome of college hockey being right in the center of your campus. ASU is going to find that out when they get their building built, how much different that, that setting is because it's just so much easier for the, uh, the students to get access, right? And it's, well, and, yeah. Right. And, and, and on top of that, it, it's the energy that it brings because – um, there's something going on on a campus all the time, right? So it just yep. kind of bleeds over to the hockey, and the hockey bleeds out of the arena. So uh, Coach Mike Haviland and his guys are going to open that thing up next year, and they're going to be, uh, uh, I think, a, a really good spot to recruit uh, from because of the fact that they have that new building on campus. And if we want to go to a smaller um, community uh, and a smaller university, Colorado College is a spot. So, uh, Coach well, Avalon coming back. Um, yeah, no problem. I was just going to say he's coming back um, for year seven this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, sixth season uh, at the helm of the Colorado College hockey team. So, 
Okay, go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about Colorado College. Well, you know, it's 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 it is um, a much quieter blue blood in the sport of college hockey. Uh, I like that. I like that. Can we? Can, my friend up in Dubuque, uh, Coach David, would say trademark. Uh, <laughs> can we trademark <laughs> that? A much quieter blue blood. I love it. Okay, uh, go ahead. Yeah, because if you go back and look over the history of college hockey. Uh, they won some of the early national championships. So they've been around a long time. Uh, usually people think uh, Denver first when they think of uh, college hockey blue bloods in Colorado. But uh, Colorado College is there too. They've been around a long time, won a couple, you know, been involved in national championship games. Uh, so they have uh, quite the history as well. So, um you know, it, it, it's not like this is something that uh, uh, is just uh, that you know they've just cropped up and and you know they just they're there and that's it. They've been around a long time and they uh, have been, uh, like I said, a quiet blue blood in the sport of college hockey. Yeah, absolutely. And just one highlight, Paul, of uh, uh, of the coaching staff there, R.J. Enga. If that name sounds familiar, he was a former player for the Colorado College Tigers. And uh, just just to throw out a few things about R.J. because I remember watching him play, and what a fantastic hockey player he was. His senior year, he scored 23 goals at 46 points to lead the Tigers to the uh, championship game in the WCHA at that time, conference tournament, and also got them a berth into the NCAA uh, tournament. He worked a few years with the Chicago Steel, of course, uh, that's where Johnny uh, Walker uh, came from, Chicago Steel. And uh, now he's uh, he's back on the bench as an assistant to uh, Coach Haviland at, at CC. And I'm sure when uh, he goes into somebody's home to recruit, um, people start talking about CC hockey because he was a great one. Um, if you got anything else, we'll wrap it up on that and we'll jump up to Denver. Do you got anything else on uh, CC that we need to know about tonight, Paul? Well, you know, they, uh, uh, by the way, one day, hopefully, uh, ASU will be involved in one of these. Uh, they actually played an outdoor game against Denver at uh, Coors Field. Yes. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, that's just another one of those things that you have uh, in the history of this school and this program. Also, another young team. Uh, Coach Mike Havlin's got a lot of freshmen and sophomores on this team uh, as well. I think he has a few more seniors than Frank Saratori has over at Air Force. But once again, you go in and and, and you play anybody on the road, regardless of of where they are in the standings, and, and, the, and Colorado College is no different. Uh, you better be ready to play. Uh, or you're going to get your butt handed to you. And, you know, they usually have, have uh, some good goalies up there, and, you know, that keeps keeps them in the games a lot. So uh, while they haven't, uh, you know, been in the NCAA tournament for a few years, they're always a threat because they are always a threat to go on a hot streak and – you can't take them lightly. Yeah, absolutely. 
Okay, so let's move up uh, I-25 into Denver, and of course, Denver University. Um, when you start at Denver University, you think tradition, you think national championships, you think um, surprise victories that the, when you figure they're out, of whether it's an NCHC frozen faceoff or it's a NCAA tournament or a national championship game, you never really count, or people don't anyway, count Denver in as a favorite. I know in the NCHC, it was always like, okay, Denver's coming in, they're going to be in the in the uh, the final five or the frozen face-off. But you know what? North Dakota is there. Minnesota Duluth is there. Uh, what will they do? And guess what they'll do? They'll win it, right? <laughs> That's just what they do. Um, David Carl, uh, who is a story in his own right, and you and I have, uh, have had a chance to see David Carl, or at least I have uh, up close and personal, but yep. as he's coached against the uh, Arizona State Sun Devils in the past, um, you know, a 30-year-old uh, as a head coach, which to me, taking care of a college program, I would think that would be incredibly stressful. Um, coach Carl seems to uh, do it pretty well. Um, he, he's originally from Anchorage, Alaska, and of course we know his brother Matt was a star as well. Um, we'll go into that detail another time because we'll get Coach Carl on and talk a little bit about some of the health issues that put him uh, behind the bench instead of on the ice. Uh, for a career that would have been storied, to say the least. But um, with Denver, you always get a team that's very skilled, right? Um, they're skilled at moving the puck. They're skilled at playing defense. They're skilled at, at big plays. Uh, they're a terrible team that you just don't want to play, uh, as ASU found out, if it's a close game at the end because they always seem to find a way to tie it or win it, as we saw out at uh, – uh, Gila River Arena um, last year, right? Um, uh, or two years, whatever it was. Yeah. It, so so that's the things with Denver. And it, it's just like when I was on their campus this summer, Paul, it, there again, it gave me the feel of college hockey, right? This right. big, massive building uh, right in the heart of the campus, which is kind of right in the heart of Denver. Um, and it, it, that feel is what brings – college hockey to me but it's completely different than 45 minutes down the road at Colorado College so give us a feel for uh, what you know about the Denver Pioneers well besides the fact that they used to send a lot of mail to my house when I was a junior in high school <laughs> they wanted you bad did they uh, yeah I don't understand it uh, somebody must have been trying to bribe them into sending me the stuff but uh, you know they wanted to keep you away from ASU that was the whole deal well, yeah, I guess, you know, I don't, um, but I know it's crazy and it's a weird thing to bring up, but, uh, you know, when you talk about the Denver University, you are talking legit blue blood, um, right up there with the equivalence. I mean, for lack of comparison or more broad comparison, uh, Kentucky and basketball, North Carolina and basketball, um, you know, um, Alabama and football or, or, or schools like that, they, they've started playing NCAA hockey championships in 1948, and Denver's won three, four, five. Uh, let's see, let's keep five there. Uh, six, seven, eight. They've won eight national championships. You know, so they, they, they just they win one just about every decade. Uh, that is what they expect. 
And that doesn't even include the game, the times where they might have lost in the finals uh, in, in the championship game. But they, they, they've, they've, won, they've won eight national championships. I mean, I mean, that is <laughs> what I, I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and count yeah. each individual team, but, uh, you know, that's right up there with the Boston Colleges and BUs and North Dakota. Who? No. I, I <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I'm well, not sure that will make all the people in the I'll, green and white I, happy, uh, but, uh, you know. I want to ask you this. That's a, that's a, that's a different story and a different issue. <laughs> yeah. And, and how, you know, <laughs> when, you know, when well, you look at the Denver roster, like I know you have, um, and you were telling me about what you like to look at and find these guys from South Carolina and here I and do there. I like that. A lot of Californians he, on that team. You know what else there are? Uh, a couple of Finns and a Swede who are really, Swedes, really, Texans, yes, uh, solid hockey players. You know, I also we, we uh, like that. I'll tell you that there's a couple of Minnesota boys that stand out. Uh, <laughs> Lane Crenson. Lane Crenson from Twig, Minnesota, which I love. Uh, a little I, tiny okay, town about I, you, the size of a mat top. where that is. So, I mean, I, <laughs> Boise, Idaho. Uh, and, of course, Bobby Brink is one of the guys that stands out. Bobby is a going to be a star in the yeah. uh, NHL very, very soon. Uh, is a star for uh, – Team USA when they play the uh, the World Juniors and right. um, definitely uh, going to be a sophomore this year. Uh, his uh, his dad Andy Brink I know fairly well from from back in his days in Minnesota. Uh, grew up not too far from me, so I do want to throw out the fact that Bobby is there. And uh, when you think goaltending, um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Magnus Corona is uh, a sophomore from Sweden, and we saw him. Last year, was. oh, yeah, he's, good. he's good. Oh, he he's, is a stud. He's, he's he, he is, is definitely a stud. a stud. There's no doubt. Uh, six um, foot six, two hundred and sixteen pounds as your goaltender in college. Yeah, not so and, bad, right? And he'll probably add fifteen or twenty pounds by the time he's done, uh, and he goes to play professional hockey. Right. Uh, you know. Um, you know, and you know they keep trying to find bigger and bigger goalies in the NHL. Just you know, to cover the entire net. Cover the entire <laughs> net. Even though, uh, honestly, you know, what the heck do I know? I just, you know, I, I think that that uh, quickness and, you know, it, it's not that these guys are not quick and it's not that they're athletic or not athletic. Um, just I was just listening to some NHL talk the other day, and, you know, they were talking about how, uh, you know, that it's not always, you know, the, the size can be deceiving. But uh, in this case, Corona is, is a stud. And, uh, you know, we will definitely be seeing him in professional hockey. He was drafted by Tampa Bay, uh, who knows, who seems to know a little bit about goalies. And, uh, you know, Got plenty of time to sit there behind Vasilevsky and and wait his turn, but he is a, a total total stud in the net. Yeah, there's there's definitely no doubt about that. And uh, you know, like we said, Denver winning championships is something that they like to do. We also know about the little battle they got into last season with the uh, Arizona State Sun Devils about the community. And I have Eric. Yeah, but I don't. Going. But I don't know. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know if that was 
No, that was that, that was wasn't Twitter Denver people. per se. That was yeah. yeah that was that was yeah. a, you know the fans in the uh, right and 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 and, and, and the fan bases. <laughs> that that was not uh, that wasn't Denver and their uh, hockey program saying. But ha, ha, ha. but let me tell you something. Because of that, the Denver University Pioneers had to come and play at Oceanside and then at Gila River, and they had to try to back up the talk of their fans. And, uh, and, and they found out that trying to play hockey against Arizona State at Oceanside is not something you do lightly. Um, they will give you a fight. The Arizona State Sun Devils will every time they're uh, on the ice. And that's, uh, you know, so I, I think, and I think maybe you told me this, Paul, but that's the brewing of a rivalry um, and, and Zach also mentioned that, so I'll give credit where credit is due, I guess. But well, listen, um, it's 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 not. You know, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but I mean, you would think that it has the potential to be that if indeed that's where ASU ends up uh, as its official conference in the NCHC. I mean, right. it, it 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 would make some geographic sense. Yeah, it well definitely. I mean, that's no doubt about that. So, but okay. you know, Denver's really not. You know, like I said, their 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 goal, their sights are the same as as Coach Powers. We want we want to win national championships. Yep, exactly. So they come in with the youngest coach, the oldest coach of the four, being Frank Saratori, and then the two in the middle are Coach Powers at ASU, and of course uh, Mike Cavillan over at uh, Colorado College. So. Kind of a really fun mix. I think it's going to be a fun group to cover this year because of the fact that there is so much uh, quote-unquote diversity, uh, at least in ages and things like that. Um, so, yeah, it should be it should be fun when they get on the ice. And hopefully, like I said, I'm anticipating that they're going to start playing people. Um, but, you know, we'll see if they play each other or not. I'm just looking last year, Paul, as I was scrolling through the ASU stuff, um, they, they beat Denver 4-1 on uh, December 6th, and they tied Denver on December 7th. That was the Gila River game, 2-2, which I felt that ASU, I think you did too, felt ASU should have won that game. It was a late uh, goal. Uh, very late. Yeah, very late goal that got them the tie. Um, and, and I think that's something we should mention real quick before we get to ASU is that um, three-on-three overtime's coming. Your thoughts on that? Uh. Better than shootouts, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I, when they first put the shootout in, I was a fan. Yeah, I, I really was. Um, I was like, okay, this is great. Uh, there's not going to be any ties, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I have to admit, not that once again, not a shock. I was wrong. I, I am not a fan anymore of the shootout. Uh, I'd rather see uh, an extra five minutes, and I realize you're asking a lot of of athletes to do this. Um, I'd almost rather see ten minutes of four on four instead of shootouts. Um, yeah. I I know what not I mean. I know that they're not going to listen to me, uh, but four <laughs> on four. Well, wait a minute. Is a Hold little on. less. They're hectic. not going to listen to you. Yeah, I know. It's, it is shocking. They should, but right. Um, I, I, I like. I would rather see ten minutes of four on four 
then five minutes of three-on-three and a shootout. Uh, To me, uh, it's kind of – it makes it kind of in the middle. The three-on-three is very, very hectic. Oh, yeah. And that's great. I mean, you know, uh, but the four-on-four makes it a little closer to, quote-unquote, regular hockey as opposed to shitty. Yeah, Um, I would agree with you on that, and, and I'll take it one step farther, Paul. When there's a penalty in that three-on-three overtime and they add a player to make it a four-on-three, um, right. yeah, that, that makes it really weird because four-on-three is really dominating if you play it right. I mean, you can yeah. always, you always have an open guy, right? And if you don't want to play ten minutes, I'll compromise seven and a half. Ah, there you go, seven and a half. Uh, you know, that extra two minutes, four-on-four – a little bit closer to – and a little less – oh, I, I know that everybody wants to see the wide-open shinny, but, you know, this is makes it a little bit closer to regular hockey. Four well, I think I, I think I can step up for Coach Powers and say all he really wants to see is an end result. He does not want to see ties. He absolutely hates ties. Every time I bring up the tie word – uh, he gets really frustrated. He said, hockey is a game that was meant to be played for a winner and a loser. Oh, and listen, if you want to sit there and tell me <laughs> we're going to play till somebody wins, right? I'm in. I'm <laughs> bring it on, baby. I but know. I knew that was. A shootout is not what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, I think once you get to three on three, if it goes more than five minutes, um, you know, there's a good chance. It does enough. College that somebody's going to win enough, it. You know, I know. I know. It, it does. You, you you know, it, it you, there are more than enough shootouts if you check uh, the NHL standings pages and you check uh, the college pages. If you really don't want ties and, and you don't like my idea of four-on-four for seven and a half minutes, um, then just play three-on-three till somebody scores. Someone's going to score. And, 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 and if you're not going to – you know, you might not score in five minutes – but if you and, – and I realize, once again, it, the, the line they'll give you is it's the health of the players. Right. Okay. Um, what that what it does, and to me this would be the dirty little secret, is they don't want those third and fourth liners out there in those uh, right. three-on-three situations. Right. Yes. They want those – they want that top – not even six, maybe top five skaters and defensemen out there. And they don't want those third and fourth liners out there in that three-on-three situation. But to me, you know, all right, if you're going to do it, let's do it. And let's place that extra two and a half minutes of three-on-three and get those third and fourth liners on there. And let's see uh, what happens uh, when the mismatch happens. Okay. So we're running out of time, but we got one more team to get into, and we cover this team a lot, obviously. Obviously. Um, so, So let's just – Break down with ASU. I think what we've been talking about, Paul, pretty much since March is the, the excitement around this particular ASU team is is probably higher than there ever has been. And I realize they haven't been around that long, but just the mix of talented seniors and juniors and some really, really talented freshmen uh, that are on the roster this year. And then throw in a couple of guys like uh, Tanner Hickey, who is a sophomore uh, coming in, sophomore defenseman, who I saw this week said uh, Arizona State is his school. Let's forget about Alabama-Huntsville. He enjoyed going there, but but Arizona State is now his school. 
which was really great to hear. And Sean Doogie said uh, that he he had a little issue with uh, with being back on the ice because he was the same size, different uniform. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, Sean Doogie, a transfer, a grad transfer coming from Wisconsin is is going to be a huge asset. And well, you know, I think we have to start Paul with uh, uh, with the goaltender here in uh, Cole Brady and every on all the expectations that are piled on that kid's shoulders. 6'5", 180, coming in from the USHL in Fargo. Um, Pickering, Ontario, hometown for uh, Cole. Uh, just give us your thoughts on that lineup at ASU. Well, don't you always have to start with the goalie? Uh, yeah, I guess I you're mean, right. You're you right. Know, I mean, um, but, uh, the, the fact is, though, ASU took a little – did take a hit in the last month or so when Josh Matascalco signed with the Penguins. Uh, right. That definitely changes the dynamic uh, of, of the team a little bit. Um, you'll still see Jacob Wilson getting a ton of minutes, and you'll see Semik and Judson get a ton of minutes. Um, uh, I, uh, Paul, really, Paul, let me step in on this one. How, how much do you think uh, Tanner Hickey's going to get as a sophomore defenseman? I don't know. I, I, I think I he'll get know. a lot. I do. I think he's going to well, earn himself a lot. And I also think uh, Vito Janssens is going to earn himself a lot. And Connor Stewart is going to be in that mix as well. So, Well, that depends on where they play him. Right, right. You know. Uh, well, based on the forward strength now, I think he's going back to D. <laughs> probably. I, I mean, and we missed out on Jared Gorley, who's a junior now, and, and coming into his zone as well. So there, there's a lot of talent spread throughout that lineup. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it is still a pretty loaded team coming back, and we'll still have very high expectations. Uh, you just, I mean, but let's face it, uh, you lose your top D pair, guys who played a lot of minutes in Brinson Pashnik and, and, and Josh Maniscalco. Uh, it's going to have an effect. I mean, it's college sports, and that's what happens. So that's something that we'll have to look out for. Um, you know, we've heard the coach say many times over the last year about Chris Grando uh, and wishing that he was in the lineup. So uh, it, the, the forwards, the, the scoring lines probably will be three deep. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that, especially if any you know, of these freshmen um, – pan out uh, quickly, they will be at you least know. three deep. Um, and, and, you know, in the past four or five years, we've seen freshmen get a lot of playing time. I think you're going to see some of that start to curtail itself just because of the roster strength, which is something we haven't, you know, up and down, we haven't really seen in terms of, you know, being able to score three lines deep and, and have that fourth line really be that physical checking line. Um, ASU has been able to get scoring from their top line on a consistent basis. But I think this will be the first year where uh, you, you'll see that second and third line definitely be a much higher scoring threat as the talent gets elevated. And, you know, we'll see how they, they, they work things out on the defense uh, losing those top two guys. Yeah, no doubt about it. There's, uh, you know, and there's one, there's, there's a couple ways to play defense in hockey, Paul. It's uh, 
really solid defenseman. Uh, you've been watching Victor Hedman all NHL season and telling me just how great of a player he is. And uh, I've been telling people that he got robbed of not winning the Norris. But anyway, that's another story. Roman Yossi won it. Uh, we'll jump off of that. But as I was getting to with NCAA hockey, if you have the puck, your offense is your best defense. And if you well, have a solid defensive core, you can turn that into offense. So uh, last year we saw Maniscalco and, and Pashnik play solid defense and turn it into offense, becoming a, a, you know, a fourth or fifth forward occasionally and uh, solid on the power play. But this year, ASU may use a little bit more of uh, puck possession because the talent – I mean, l- let me just throw a few names at you. I know you know these. I don't throw them before we end the show here, Paul. These are some forward names I'm going to throw at you, and you tell me which one of these you don't like. Uh, James Sanchez, Dominic Garcia, freshman Ryan O'Reilly, um, Willie Neerham, P.J. Morocco, uh, Matthew Copperud, uh, Demetrius Kumanzis, Peter Zong, Phil Bunces, Jordan Sandu, Jax Murray, uh, Chris Grando, Benji Eckerly, Michael Mancinelli, Sean Doogie, Johnny Walker. <laughs> Is there anybody uh, there that you feel comfortable just going like, yeah, you can sit tonight? Uh, well, they all could be in the lineup, in my estimation. Well, uh, listen, I mean, that's the point, right? You, you, you want to create competition where if somebody takes a day off in practice, eh, you're going to sit this week. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, well, that'll definitely be the case this year. You know, I, I don't really want to comment – too much on guys I haven't seen play. Right. You know, I, I mean. Which listen, is fair. You, you, I mean, which you, is fair. You've we had, don't know what they're like. You know, we can only go by the information that we have in, in ASU's number two recruiting class. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to translate on the ice until we see it. So, And especially right away. Uh, right. And now with the, with the craziness of this year, uh, not getting the full effect in the summertime and all that. Who knows? But Right. So Okay. So I thought we did a fantastic job of breaking everything down. Welcome to Denver, Colorado College, and Air Force to the uh, Southwest as a part of our NCAA coverage with Arizona State University, as always. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I know you're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting our Sunday show started where we can kind of recap the uh, the weekend and uh, figure out what in the heck happened uh, with these four teams now, not just Arizona State. So lots of good stuff ahead. Uh, We also have club hockey tomorrow, as I mentioned. Paul will be tuning in because the University of Arizona captains will be joining Stephen and I. Where's that school? (laughs) I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. I I love it. I've never heard of it. So my friend, take it away on your read tonight. I do also want to – uh, throw out this. I should have started the show at this tonight, Paul, but we don't quite have everything um, in line to, to kick them off tonight. But next Tuesday night, our official presenting partner, Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, is coming on board for the next two years to be your presenting partner of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Look for them on our vehicle. Look for them on this show. Look for them all over our web pages. And uh, more importantly, get out and buy yourself some Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Yeah, Take it away, man. my friend. I'm ready. I'm ready. College <laughs> Hockey Southwest are. Weekly has been brought to you by Bell Ford, a Arizona Ford Giant, the presenting partner of the Sunday special. Tell our friend Kevin Wood, Ice Time Hockey SW sent you. 
and let him show you the Belford difference online at Belford.com or at the showroom at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. The cold beers and cheeseburgers. Dining rooms are now open in accordance to CDC guidelines in all 12 Valley locations and the two in California. Visit coldbeers.com for more information and takeout specials. T-Mobile, home of America's largest 5G network. See Andre in the Paradise Valley store at Shea and Tatum and let him show you how the power of the new T-Mobile can work for you. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. When you go to pick up dinner at Jesse Ray's Barbecue tomorrow night, you can now bring home a bottle of your own uh, of the best of Las Vegas barbecue sauces. Buy summer skates. Summer may be over, but we still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the summer skates banner. Reposado, silver, or an Ajo. Whichever flavor of Roger Klein's Cancion tequila is your favorite. If it's not available wherever you buy your tequila, go to MexicanMoonshine.com and get yours today. Buy OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPow.com. Buy M-Drive, presenting partner of what drives you. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night. Our two-step system for energy, stamina, and recovery. Buy the Ice Den, Scottsdale and Chandler. Behind the Mask, for all of your hockey needs, Visit any of our three locations or go to BehindTheMask.com. By College Bar and Grill in Tempe. By ASU fans for ASU fans. Oceanside Ice Arena. Learn to play hockey sessions are back for kids and kids at heart. Go to OceansideArena.net for more details. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also in on the TuneIn app, ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done as usual, my friend. Uh, we will be uh, teasing a little bit because we will have somebody maybe even head coach Mike Cavillan on with us next week from Colorado College as we uh, broaden our horizons, we like to say. We will continue to keep track of what's going on all around college hockey and here in the, the uh, oh, almost said it, in the Southwest uh, with Arizona State as well. Uh, let's hope, let's hope, folks, that we get through this pandemic and we get a schedule that comes out in the very near future and we get a time frame for when we're going to get games back on the ice. Um, it, it's happening. Hockey's starting to happen all over. So stay tuned with us at uh, IcetimeHockeySW.com on the website and ITHSW Podcast. Anywhere you get them, uh, you can download all of the shows. If you missed one, shame on you, but download it and listen to it anytime you want. So for Scott Strandy in Scottsdale, Arizona, and my co-host Paul Hornstein out on Long Island, New York, have a great night, and we'll see you next week on College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Good night.